my grandson went out of the house last night, and when he left to go back to Raleigh, he said, Papa, what is your uh, New Year's resolution? He's, I think he said revolution, is what I'm not mistaken, but I'd like to have one of those too. Your New Year's resolution. Well, I thought for about three seconds, maybe four seconds, and then I said, hey, my New Year's resolution is to be intentional. You'll see those signs that Michael and Christie have put up in the foyer. As you go out those doors, it says, be intentional. He said, what does that mean? Uh, you may ask me, what are you folks saying when you're saying be intentional? I'm glad you asked because I want to talk about it. We be intentional when it comes to showing love. We need to be intentional to every once in a while taking our wives and hugging them. Taking our husbands and hugging them. Someone says, I love my wife. Well, sure. I love those. I love this one. I love my brothers and sisters. Let's show it. Let's be intentional even when it comes to loving our enemies. Be intentional. This this has really helped me as I decide uh, to show love and to... Uh, express that love, maybe even given an unexpected gift. That's a good way to show love. And be intentional when it comes to forgiving. They didn't ask me to forgive them. I'm not going to forgive them. Be intentional. You take the initiative to say, hey, I'm going to forgive her. I'm going to forgive him. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be intentional when it takes when it comes to taking the initiative in prayer. That's the reason I mentioned these times. I don't feel like it. Maybe I don't have time. But I'm going to be intentional in the year of 2017 when it comes to stealing away somewhere and pray. The Bible says if my people, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, It's important. It's time for the church to humble themselves and pray. Not only to pray and seek, pray, but it says, and seek my face. Not his hand. Not give me, give me, give me. But I want to seek his face. I want to seek him and ask him for his manifest presence. You know, the presence of God is in this place, but I want to experience the manifested presence of God. Amen? I want to see the gifts of the Spirit operating, not only in the church, but in our lives. Most of us talk about the presence of God. And we say, oh, the presence of God was in this place. Oh, the presence of God was in the service this morning. He's always in the service because God is omnipresent. That means he's everywhere. But the Lord is not only omnipresent, he has an indwelling presence. You see, he's everywhere, but when we accept Jesus Christ, he comes where? On the inside. He indwells us. He lives in us. And so we all, if we're born again, we have the indwelling presence presence of a Lord. But then there's something else. There's the manifested presence. God showing himself strong. There was a manifested presence on the day of Pentecost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spoke in tongues and 
Tongues of fire came and set upon them. There was a manifested presence when the early church prayed and the whole place was shaken. There was a manifested presence when Paul and Silas sung and prayed in prison and God loosed them and the jails rocked and they were set free. I mean, on and on and on again, there's a manifest presence. You know, Jacob had an experience with God. He wrestled, wrestled, believe me, with God. And he wrestled to the break of the day, until the break of the day. And he said this after he wrestled. He said, surely the presence of God was in this place and I did not know it. I want to see Sunday mornings. Now, God can manifest himself anytime, anywhere if we open up and allow him to and invite him to move. But I want to see Sunday morning services so filled with the power of God, that there will be a manifestation of the presence of God and that the gifts of the Spirit will flow. You see, what are the gifts of the Spirit? That's the gifts that comes with the anointing and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You have the gift of wisdom, the gift of knowledge, the gift of discerning of spirits, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, and the gift of miracles. And then the gift of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, and then the gift of prophecy. How many of you would say okay or amen that we need to see those gifts operating? The manifested presence of God. Not just the omnipresence. Not just the indwelling presence, but the manifested presence of God. And, and, and this, this is my desire is to see that manifestation. I have written here since God is present everywhere. When we talk about experience in the presence of God, we are really talking about the realization of God's presence and the perceiving of his presence becoming conscious of his presence. Wow. So I desire to be intentional when it comes to the manifestation about the presence of God. I'll tell you something else I want to be intentional about this year. I want to be intentional about telling someone else about Jesus Christ. You know, athletes and sports people and and even entertainers, they talk about their faith. And then there are others that talk about God. You don't know if they're talking about God, Jehovah, You don't know if they're talking about uh, Mohammed. You don't know what God they're talking about. But there's something important, and that is for the church, not only to talk about their faith, not only to talk about God, but to talk about Jesus Christ. That separates it. And that's something the the world don't like to hear. They'll listen to you talk about God. They'll listen to you talking about this, even about, about the Spirit. But when it comes to speaking about Jesus Christ, but there is no other name under heaven given whereby man can be saved but the name of Jesus Christ. Let's talk about him more. There's something about that name. There's something about the name of Jesus Christ. And I want to be intentional. I want to get up every morning, and I do. Ever since Brother Larry preached that sermon, I do. Every morning I get up, 
and I think it's every morning, I get up, I think about what can I do to tell somebody today about Jesus Christ. Not just about God, because that could be any God to, to a lot of people, to our culture today, to our society today. You talk about God and no telling what they're thinking about. But when you say Jesus Christ, they know. And I want to be intentional about telling others about Jesus Christ. Let's pray for our children. Let's fast and believe God for our grandchildren. Let's stand on God's word. Let's push that plate back this year. And let's pray. And let's be intentional when it comes to these things that we're supposed to be doing for the Lord. I want to be intentional about church attendance. I want to thank you for coming to church on New Year's Day. You are special. And I believe God honors when we obey him, when it comes to church attendance. Does church attendance save you? No. Does it mean you're going to heaven? No. But I believe that God intends for us to meet together often, even more as the day of the coming of the Lord approaches. That's what the writer of Hebrew tells us. God wants us to be intentional. Intentional. Talk about Jesus. Talk about Jesus. You know, if I would ask you what you think about Jesus, what would you say? I, I wrote down some things about even what his enemies would say. Uh, Pontius Pilate said this, I find no fault in him. This is his enemies. Judas Iscariot said, I have sinned in that I have betrayed innocent blood. Tell me, Judas, yes. Throwing the 30 pieces of silver down and he goes out rather than repenting and hangs himself. The centurion, the centurion, these hard-hearted centurions and, and soldiers at the death and crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Let me hear what you've got to say, Mr. Centurion. I, truly, this man was the son of, truly, truly, this man was the son of God. Amen. <coughs> All right, let's go to the spirit world. What do they say about Jesus? I only hear a couple of demons. Here's what they say. I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Wow. And then the friends and those that loved them, John the Baptist said, Behold, talk about Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. Nathaniel said, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. Talk about Jesus. Martha said, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God. The apostle Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The beloved disciple John said this, And the word of God was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Testimonies and words about Jesus. Thomas the doubting Thomas, after he saw who Jesus really was, said, my Lord and my God. What do you think about Jesus? What do we say about Jesus? Do we tell others about Jesus Christ? I started studying this sermon and preparing this sermon for today. And the title of the sermon, you probably have got the outline, is Setting Our Sails for the New Year. 
navigating through the year 2017. There are storms. There are treacherous rocks. The wind often will be contrary. Let me say that again. As we face 2017, the wind often will be contrary. It takes a skill, a real skill, and knowledge and power to know how to sail a sailboat. Ella Wilcox said this, listen to this. One ship drives east and another drives west with the self-same winds that blow. Tis the set of the sails and not the gales that tells us the way to go. Like the winds of the sea are the ways of fate or life as we voyage along through life. Tis the set of a soul that decides its goal and not the calm or the strife. How does a sailboat go with the wind and go forward? How does a sailboat go against the wind and go forward? It's what you call tacking. If you ever ever sailed a sailboat and studied it much, you know what tacking is. Tacking is when the sailor, the one in charge of the sails, sets the sails and they zigzag into the wind. They go from one side to the other. And that way propels them forward, even against the flow of the storm, even against the strong winds that come against us. We need to learn spiritual tacking. How to go forward when opposition comes. And some of this church today are suffering. Some of this church today are hurting because of what life has handed them. We all go through those times. We all all need the light of Jesus Christ. We all need to know that there is stability even in a, in a society when there is so much uncertainty. When there is so much uncertainty. The songwriter puts it this way. There's a lighthouse on a hillside. And I wonder how many of us today, during the 2017 year, will focus on that one thing, that one light will carry us to our destiny. We all have goals, but we'll never reach those goals as long as we sail in the darkness, as long as there is no light. We need that light. 